Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know our trusted partner, Tyrac.com, for fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Kumo Majesty 9 Solus TA91. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, simply go to TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. A day away from the NBA Finals. We are five days in to name, image, and likeness in college sports. We dive more into that in about 20 minutes. Welcome in. It is the Doug Gottlieb Show. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Beyer on Fox, and you can find Aaron Torres on Twitter at Aaron underscore Torres. You know I'm a golf guy, Aaron. Love, love playing golf, love watching golf, love covering the sport. And there is a golf event that is going on tomorrow. Yes, on a Tuesday as Capital One's The Match will take place with Phil Mickelson teaming up with Tom Brady going up against Bryson DeChambeau and Aaron Rodgers. And what I find funny about these events, the first match that ever happened, if you remember, was Phil Mickelson and Tiger Woods. They played in Las Vegas, and they did so the day after Thanksgiving, thinking, you know, people would be off work. Maybe they'd be home spending time with their family or just back from doing the Black Friday shopping. But there's good college football on that day. But it was also a window for them to maybe put some alternative programming to see if they could draw some eyeballs to it. Remember that that first one? And then they ended up going extra holes, and uh, Phil ended up beating uh, Tiger in the dark, basically. Yep. Well, when, th- when this version of the match happened, and we had the one with Peyton Manning and Tom Brady and, and Tiger and Phil uh, last year, uh, I believe it was in, in June, I believe. it. Maybe it was even in, in July. The point being, it was during the pandemic, so all the months ended up blending together. You were also craving for... TV at that point. And so when I heard that they were going to do this match, not knowing that the 4th of July was going to be on a Sunday, I just assumed this was going to be on like a Saturday or Sunday sort of thing. And they used to have the big primetime golf matches actually on a Monday night when Tiger would play uh, David Duvall. Duvall, Yeah, Yeah, Sergio Garcia, like those sort of matches. They would have those on a Monday. I did not expect this to be on a Tuesday. 
And I don't think they expected it to go up against game one of the NBA Finals. <laughs> I think game one of the NBA Finals tips off at 9 Eastern. The golf starts at 5 Eastern. Maybe they'll be close to wrapping up at that point. But it just seems weird to me that it's a random it's a it's kind of a random Tuesday in the middle of summer that they're having this Capital won the match where we're supposed to be drawn in just to me seems absolutely out of nowhere. It does. And, and obviously I remember, well, I remember the one from uh, a couple years ago that was on Thanksgiving Day or Black Friday, as you mentioned with Phil Mickelson, because I remember filling in on Fox Sports Radio and we talked about it and it was a cool event. And then, of course, last year, I mean, it goes without saying it was awesome uh, for us to get what we did uh, in a time where there was essentially no sports. I thought it was a, a great way to uh, capitalize on everything. Yeah. But yeah, it, when when you kind of mentioned offhand, oh, yeah, by the way, this thing is coming up here in the next day or so. I was actually genuinely like I, I did not know that it was coming this quickly. And so I don't know if I assumed it was on a Sunday night or a Monday night, but, uh, you know, I I think I knew in my head that it was July 6th, but it never totally registered to me that it was coming as quickly as, as, as it obviously is. And in, in, in three weeks, NFL training camps will be starting for teams. And so this isn't this isn't odd. In fact, the American Century you know, golf championship that they have every summer, it's usually about a week before training camp starts. And we've seen NFL players playing it. In fact, Aaron Rodgers has played in that tournament a bunch of years. So that's not out of the ordinary. And I'm not piling on Aaron Rodgers for playing in a made-for-TV golf event with three weeks outside of training camp. Russell Wilson's in Europe right now. I, I think him and Ciara are, are in Italy or something like that. So so guys have their plans that they do, and, and just because it's three weeks out of training camp is is absolutely no deal to me. Like It's not a big deal at all. But what is a big deal, Aaron, and I've just started to think about this, is the Green Bay Packers not knowing what Aaron Rodgers is going to do. And, and I almost think in a way we are – not that we're giving him a pass, but this sort of stuff would not be allowed in, in – not only in any other walk of life – but it was specifically to sports. I mean, we've we've criticized guys for maybe not reporting the camp on time. James Harden for not going through the proper COVID protocols and showing up out of shape because he wanted out of Houston. Like we criticized, we criticized him for that and, and wanting out of town. But yet Aaron Rodgers is getting a free pass, and the Packers are three weeks from the start of training camp. And I have no idea that they're, if their veteran quarterback is going to show up or not. And I just, I, I like, I understand he's frustrated. I understand that he wasn't happy about not getting a phone call on draft night. I understand why you may be perturbed that you like a guy on your team and you give him praise and then the Packers cut him the next day. Like, I understand how those things can build up, but I just don't know how this can be okay that the Green Bay Packers, who have Super Bowl aspirations, why it's okay that three weeks out they have no idea whether or not they are going to have their starting quarterback. I think we are giving him an absolute complete free pass because we're trying to dive in through all these weeds to find out, is he, does he have a reason? Does he not have a reason? We don't know if he's going to show up, and I think that is garbage on behalf of Aaron Rodgers to so, not let the Packers have any idea of what's going on. Let me on. ask a question, and this is kind of embarrassing that I'm asking this. Did he ever officially publicly demand a trade or was it the Adam Schefter report and nobody's really refuted it yeah that's that was my understanding I don't think he's ever said that he wanted out of Green Bay and in fact we've heard more of the the lately like James Jones his former teammate in Green Bay I I think even said maybe on Fox Sports or the NFL Network that he feels that this is that this could be fixable and those are the things that that I've heard and so if it's fixable why is Green Bay hanging out in limbo and not knowing what's going on? So, so no, and that, and that was going to be my question because I mean, if you make a public trade demand, but but I I just think I guess okay, I, I think it's a couple things. I, I think mostly it's probably that. Do we still think Aaron Rodgers is just throwing kind of a? Um, temper tantrum for lack of a better term and the only reason I bring it up is because 
it has been like weirdly quiet. Like you don't hear uh, Adam Schefter or Jay Glazer or uh, you know any of the guys that we have on our air. Benjamin, we we don't hear like yeah the 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 Broncos are now offering four first rounders and a second. Like and so I guess the only reason that it might not be as crazy is because we went through kind of the full circle of oh my god dude uh, is he really demanding a trade and why does he want to trade and what would they get and and then we just kind of got to the point where it's like okay but is this actually going to happen or not and there just really hasn't been an update i guess is I, that's the only reason i could think of because if you go back to say the russell wilson thing um it it escalated really quickly and then he went out of his way to de-escalate it i don't think either side has really de-escalated it but i don't know that there's been any report to indicate that something could actually happen so i guess maybe everyone's just kind of in a holding pattern like is this really going to happen is it not I don't know. That's the only thing I can really think of. Green Bay has been steadfast that they aren't trading him. That's the word that we got. Jeremy Fowler of ESPN did report and said this, that right now, this is that that he's checked in with multiple teams who are monitoring monitoring Rodgers, and this was the quote. They said there is no trade market for Rodgers right now. End quote. That was the that was the word given by Jeremy Fowler. This was on the heels of him not not opting out on Friday, which he could have because of of COVID and the pandemic, and still been able to keep some of the money that uh, that he had already received. So that opt out deadline is passed, and so now Aaron Rodgers and him not showing up would cost him a lot more money. But to him have no trade market, you know, means that Green Bay is sitting there saying, all right, we're not going to trade him. I just think it's unfair to be at this point. And I, maybe I, because I'm not a player, I don't have the mindset. And we heard Devontae Adams say, you know, like, hey, you know, we're praying for, you know, we're, we're praying that he comes back. We don't know a lot about Jordan Love right now because we haven't uh, gotten into, you know, live stuff. But I've, I've liked what we've seen, saying a lot of the company things, but the, you know, that we're praying that Aaron Rodgers comes back. Maybe all of the Packers are feeling the same way. But if I was another player and being like, man, we still don't know if this guy's going to show up or not. Like, would that have an effect on me? For some reason, I think that it would. Like, I would yeah. be, I would, I would not be happy that, and, and I understand that he's, he's built up enough credit and built up enough cachet because he's Aaron Rodgers to kind of do what he wants to do. But I just think that this steps over the line. Like, we're three weeks away, and they have no idea whether he is going to be back or not. And we seem to have absolutely no problem with it whatsoever. And it's not even a, it, Aaron, it's not even a, is he going to retire? Does, does, the, yeah. can his body do it sort of thing? It's just a matter of what does he want to do? And that w- is where I just think, all right, man, you know, like at, at some point, I think the guy's got to get a little bit of flack and to do that to your employer, I just don't think would be allowed in any other, in, in any other workplace. Well, I mean, it wouldn't be allowed in any other workplace, but the, but his direct value to his employer uh, is pretty much unparalleled in any workspace ever. And I think you could even include uh, the National Football League. I mean, outside of maybe Tom Brady, maybe Patrick Mahomes, who is more valuable to their specific franchise than Aaron Rodgers is and so I'm not I'm not excusing his behavior I guess just what I'm saying is that um I I I guess let me put it this way I felt like this late in the summer if there was no true resolution Aaron Rodgers saying I'm coming back the Green Bay Packers saying I'm we're trading him or we have already traded him I felt like this would be a bigger deal, but I, I just feel like, you know, I, I don't, I'm not saying he shouldn't be getting flack. I'm just saying I guess I'm not surprised that the coverage has kind of fizzled out, to use a bad uh, July 4th fireworks term. Like, like there was a lot of spark and a lot of smoke and a lot of fire, uh, whatever, two, two and a half months ago when the NFL draft was. But when you have no news, I, I guess I'm not surprised. And I guess the reason maybe that we have not seen, um, you know, more reaction to what you're speaking to of frustration from non-Packers fans, from people in the media like you and I that should be outraged. I guess it's just because we we, we haven't seen anything. You know, I even go back to the... um you referenced the James Harden thing. Like James Harden, you know, it was 
it was in season. Uh, he was with the Rockets, and he had to go do press conferences every day. And so that's probably why it felt a little different than than this right now. But to your point, Aaron Rodgers has largely ducked the camera since this all started, and uh, I guess we'll see if yeah. we get a resolution. And the Brett Favre situation is different. And for people that want to bring him up and say, well, isn't this what happened with Brett Favre and Green Bay ended up just deciding to go with, with Aaron Rodgers instead – there, there is a difference, and yeah, Jordan Love has gotten the reps because Aaron Rodgers hasn't shown up for camp, but Brett Favre actually had a retirement press conference. Yeah. Brett Favre was done. Like The Green Bay Packers had moved on from him, and I don't think that they are moving on because of the comments made by Devontae Adams, because of, I'm sure, what other players feel that there could be an outside chance, or James Jones saying that this situation is fixable. Brett Favre stood on a podium and cried in announcing his retirement, and then in July was like, you know what, I want to play football again. And the Packers at that time were like, well, tough, we've kind of moved on without yep. you. You know, like, like It's different than having this lingering over. They're not the same. And it's just, it's, it's a different situation, and I think Aaron Rodgers is at fault and this better be addressed at least at some point in the broadcast tomorrow at least of if he's is he going to play does he want to be traded he could give his answer to however he wants to but it at least has to be brought up in a certain way because as i said we're three weeks away from training camp opening and the green Bay packers still have no idea if their starting quarterback is going to be there or not and i think that is absurd be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Harold G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Extina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royals. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. 
Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Dan Beyer. He's Aaron Torres. Glad to have you with us on this Monday. Get Aaron on Twitter at Aaron underscore Torres. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Beyer on Fox. You can find our next guest on Twitter as he writes for college or writes for Sports Illustrated covering the sport of college football. Ross Dellinger joins us here on Fox Sports Radio. You're five hours into vacation and we already bug you, Ross. So, uh, sorry, but we appreciate you coming on because there's just so much to talk about in college sports. How you doing? I'm doing well. No problem, guys. I, uh, I've got a little bit of a staycation for a couple of days before the real vacation, so happy to join. Okay, well, let, let's dive into this this name, image, and likeness stuff because you've done a piece on on De'Ara King, the quarterback at, at Miami, and I and I think just from my personal point of view. I had no idea what to expect when name, image, and likeness was uh, going to be passed and allowed starting July 1st. I just know that I didn't expect this. What surprised you the most about what has happened so far in these first five days um, of this name, image, and likeness era in college sports? Well, I think, um, you know, there was an expectation that uh, the the top football basketball players were going to make decent money um and it was an expectation that the women athletes with large social media followings were going to make a pretty decent amount too um but i think the the amount and how quickly it's happened for the women athletes has has really been uh striking uh it, it shows you um how profitable this can be if you build up your brand and your social media following and, and that's just what a lot of these women athletes, gymnasts, women's basketball players, volleyball players have done. And I mean, they're, they're, they're reaping the benefits. So that's, that's been really kind of cool to see. And, and the Derek King story obviously is, is pretty cool. Uh, I mean, you know, he's kind of a good representation of what power five quarterbacks can expect uh, from the old Maybe, you know, he's got a couple of advantages, of course, uh, being from, a large city in Houston and living and playing for in a, in a large city in Miami. So he does have some advantages, but uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty cool to see. Ross, um, you know, one thing that's kind of stood out to me is that it feels like early on, because of the way that this got rushed through, like with NCA legislation and some States had no laws on the books. Some States went in July 1st that, People at the beginning were a little bit hesitant. How much can I do? What can I do? Whatever. How much do you expect this to continue to pick up as we basically see that the NCAA is going to do nothing to govern or over, you know, have oversight on this particular thing? Well, I think uh, you're, you're going to see more of the agents, uh, yep. big agencies probably get involved with uh, specifically some some star football and basketball players. You've seen some already, but uh, you'll you'll certainly see a few more. I think that's probably the next big step. It seemed like a lot of agents and 
big agencies were kind of waiting a little bit, taking their time. And in a lot of, uh, you know, Derek King didn't take this approach, but but certainly a lot of star football and basketball players are. They're they're kind of waiting before they enter a lot of bigger deals and, and deals with agents. So I think that the next step is a lot of these guys, a lot of these star players getting um, marketing agents and uh, I think you'll I think you'll see that start to roll out this week and next and following. Ross Dellinger of Sports Illustrated joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. It's the Doug Gottlieb Show. I'm Dan Byer. He's Aaron Torres sitting in for Doug today. I mean, I, I don't know if the term is loopholes, Ross, to use, but because everything is so new, is that what is that what is making this so crazy? Like, are we going to just see constant adjustments of what is allowed and what isn't allowed, or is this just going to be the plan moving forward? Um, how is this going to be adjusted? Because as I, I think that you know, the term that we keep on hearing is "wild, wild west" with with how things are going, and are they going to be putting band aids over these, you know, over these leaks? How are they are they going to be able to adjust? Are states going to be able to adjust? Or if the federal government does anything, are they going to be able to do enough to like close maybe some loopholes that? that could be uh, taken advantage of by athletes and, and, and maybe the representatives of those athletes? Well, I think, I think um, it's like any new rules or new bylaws. You're, you're going to have loopholes that certain people, uh, and specifically in this instance, probably uh, assistant coaches and maybe even agents and are going to, to try to find an edge and try to, uh, to use those loopholes. And, uh, they're out there to to use. Uh, I, you know, closing them is going to be a difficult thing. I, I think that you've got um, a lot of uh, a lot of you know, a lot of stuff involved here. You, you do have you obviously have Congress involved, and they're going to come up with some kind of federal bill uh, at some point soon. I, I think that that'll that'll happen, but it's probably still like several uh, several weeks away from from happening. Maybe several months away from happening. So, and I don't know that. A federal bill will will uh, cure everything. I'm not sure it'll close all the loopholes because if a federal bill um, isn't it, it doesn't go as far as some of these state bills, I think you're going to still see some of the, the language in the state bill stay. Um, so I don't know. It, it's it's a it's, it's a real mess, and um, uh, I think you're you're going to have people take advantage of, of just like any new rule and. You'll see. You'll certainly see that happening. Well, and that was going to be my next question, Ross. You know, obviously, when the NCAA, uh, you know, put out their statement last week, it was a, a, you know, the the only thing they basically said was this cannot be pay for play. But is there any way, whether it's in two weeks, two months, two years, that anyone can actually stop it from turning into eventually pay for play? Uh, probably not. Um, you know, if you, uh, it's it's going to be hard to enforce in police. I mean. Um, the, the the main two guiding principle principles uh, the schools have to follow are no no pay for play and no recruiting inducements and some of these things can be pretty subjective. I mean, I, I, there's a, a long list of examples, but um, you know, if a, a kid is uh, at a restaurant um, and the owner asks him to to tweet out, you know, a uh, uh, kind of uh, a message about that restaurant and kind of endorsing that restaurant and the owner then in turn gives him uh, a free meal. Um, you know, you're, you're going to have those things happen. And is that pay for play? Uh, you know, if the owner is a booster, is that, if that's a high school player, is that a recruiting inducement? Um, and, in in you know, high, high school issues open up a, a whole a whole lot of more issues, right? Um, the, the, the whole recruits. I mean, what can recruits do and not do? What can boosters do with recruits and not do? I, you know, it, it's 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 hard to enforce and police all of this. And what's going to happen is you're just <laughs> you're going to have what happens now, except it's going to be quote you know above board. Uh, it's going to be above board cheating in a lot of ways. Uh, last one for me, Ross Dellinger, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio from Sports Illustrated covering college football. Do you think that the NCAA will reinstate records of those that were uh, taken away because of violations, or is that just uh, too much to ask? You know, I, I, I'm i going to assume not, because uh, at the time that the violation occurred, uh, 
it was against the rules, and, and so I assume that the, they'll look at it as like that. I know Reggie Bush is um, obviously publicly pushing for uh, the Heisman Trust to return as Heisman. Um, you know, I, I don't know if that's going to happen or not. I don't know if that should happen or not, but I know that um, vacating wins and vacating trophies and awards always seems so silly to me. Uh, if it happened, it happened. You, you can't change history. Same goes for vacating records and taking, you know, an athlete out of a record book. I mean, I, all that just seems kind of silly. So I hope they do, um, you know, give back some of this and, and eventually they're going to have to, the NCAA is probably going to have to uh, be in line for some, to return some retribution <laughs> for, for athletes who for years could have profited uh, from their NIL and, and uh, were not allowed. Last one for me, Ross. You know, it's kind of a nerdy question, but all these schools, you know, spend all this money setting up, you know, uh, accounts with these, basically these organizations to help funnel all of these, um, you know, endorsements. So there's a company called Open Doors, which is working with a lot of schools, and there's a few others. But you mentioned that the elite high school players or the elite college players like Bryce Young from uh, Alabama, DJ from Clemson, are signing with real agents. Uh, are these... Do the, do the marketing agencies that have signed with the school still have value, or are agents just going to end up taking over this thing long term? You think? Well, I, I think most athletes, as you mentioned, there will will strike in in uh, connect with brands and in strike in our endorsement deals through the digital uh, platforms, like like you mentioned, market the digital marketplaces. Uh, I, they're not going to. I don't think they're going to make enough sure. to really afford an agent. Uh, sure, in, sure. In, uh, but the top one percent will, and so I think you'll you'll see a, a decent amount of agents representing uh, those athletes who are going to make you know maybe into the six figure circle, certainly into the five figures. Uh, you'll probably see agents that represent them. Now, um, some athletes seem to have both. They're, not only are they involved with the digital marketplaces, uh, but they also have an agent, the, the Cavender Sisters, Fresno State women basketball players, who have a huge social media following um there they have an agent and they also have a digital marketplace with with icon source so um it's interesting they're i guess i guess they're just expanding their opportunities as much as they can he's ross dellinger covering college sports for sports illustrated ross we appreciate the time enjoy the staycation thanks so All much right, guys. see y'all Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Dave mentioned the Angels in their helmet. The Angels in the spotlight because the All-Star Game is a week from tomorrow in Denver. And yesterday, Shohei Otani became the first Major League Baseball player ever to be elected to an All-Star Game as a hitter and also as a pitcher, won fan voting with the DH, and then was named as a pitcher for the American League. And his manager is now campaigning for the absolute obvious. And I find it amazing that Joe Madden has to be the one to be like, yeah, you should do this. And maybe he is the one to give the final approval if you're Kevin Cash, the AL manager, and say, hey, we don't want to do wrong by your pitcher. But if the manager of the Angels is saying, yeah, Shohei should bat and pitch in an all-star game, I think that gives us the answer of what should happen a week from tomorrow. That is the coolest part about this to me, Dan. And I love this story. I think it is a an incredibly undercovered story. I mean, we're finally giving it some acknowledgement as Otani was named to the All-Star team, as you said, as Gascon said, as both a hitter and a pitcher. But I, I still believe it's undercovered. But what is so cool is Joe Madden saying, look... Don't worry about me. Don't worry about my team. Now, part of it is they're not doing very good this year, and maybe if they were uh, you know, in first place by six games, maybe he would have a different approach. But what is so cool about Joe Madden saying this is he understands how big of a deal this is, how important it is for baseball to put a spotlight on this guy. And I'll tell you, I, I can't wait to watch the All-Star game for this exact reason. Even living in L.A., even though the games are all local, I'd be lying if I said I catch every single Angels game or every game that he starts on the mound or whatever and so I give Joe Madden so much credit for acknowledging this is historic this is unique we have literally never seen this in the history of baseball let's have some fun and appreciate it for what it is why do you think it's undercovered so my belief is just it speaks to 
how far baseball has fallen on the national landscape. Because, Dan, you know, you and I are both old enough to remember early 90s, mid 90s, Ken Griffey Jr., Frank Thomas, uh, Pedro Martinez in the late 90s, Red Sox, Yankees, Subway Series, early 2000s. I feel like a story of this caliber 20 years ago, early 2000s, late 90s, this would be the biggest story in sports. We'd be leading all of our TV shows with it. We'd be leading Sports Center with his highlights every night. To me, it just speaks to how how far baseball has fallen down the national landscape. Now, if this was a normal year and the NBA Finals weren't going on right now, would it be getting a little bit more buzz? Maybe. But I still think it just speaks to we just don't care about baseball on a national level the way that we once did. See, I think I, I don't think that that's the problem. And actually, I think that baseball's fine. And it, it, we just don't consume baseball like we used to. And we consume baseball, I think, more regionally than we do nationally. But that's what I'm saying. Though. I, don't, and, I don't disagree with that. I'm just saying that that shows how how regionalized that, the sport has become. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that it's 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 fallen if it's not on a national level. It just means that how things are viewed on the national level are different than what they used to be. Because sure. I think that baseball is alive and well. And, and one of the problems that, that, that we have in, in, on a national level and as a national network, I feel like that we can, we can say this, and I'm not trying to throw ESPN under the bus because what they're doing is smart. It's their business. But they have both the NBA and Major League Baseball package. But the NBA seems to be much more of an important package to them so it is it is thrown down our throats i mean the nba like it is you know at the you know at, at the sacrifice of some of the other sports but what i do believe is happening as well is it's different than 20 years ago first of all with otani there's no counterpoint to it there's True. no one that that's is fair. also doing the same thing. And it's one of those things where that's where we get, that's why we get the, you know, while we have Undisputed, while we have First Take, while we have these shows where it's point counterpoint, it's this or that. And what is the that to this with Otani? Sure. And that's what I think is difficult is you and I talking about it in, 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 Talking about the greatness of Otani is one thing, but to actually have what we feel kind of draws and moves the needle just isn't there. And you can't, you know, who's who wants to sit there and listen to a debate if Shohei Otani is better than Babe Ruth? Like nobody, like who cares? Yeah, I mean, it's so like nobody has any reference to what Babe Ruth is doing. It's just how we consume it. I will say this though, I do think that his it's the first time in a long time, and I go back to and Aaron, you, you won't remember this because it's 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 from the late 80s and it was a a regional story it was a national story at the time but it wasn't as big but Paul Molitor when he was with the Brewers had a hitting streak and that hitting streak was must listen to radio for us because the Brewers weren't on TV in our in where where we lived in the state of Wisconsin but you were listening every time Paul Molitor came up to bat and I do know like watching Sports Center you were like does Paul Molitor continue his hitting streak and it was a nightly sort of thing when Otani pitches and is in the lineup now and is at the plate I do feel on Twitter, in the reporting aspect of it, that it is something that is covered. Maybe not to the extent of when media wasn't as prevalent and was the only thing going on in town. I think the reporting aspect of it, but the the conversation, the talk sports radio, I just don't find a villain in the whole story, and I think that's why it's not getting covered. Like If you and I were just to talk 10 minutes about Shoei Otani being great, which I think we kind of are, you know, you just, it's, it that doesn't happen as much. And I think that's the reason why it isn't as big as it is. It's just, too, it's, a, it's a story where we don't have a villain uh, yeah. going up against Shohei Otani. Yeah, that's totally fair. That is totally fair. And I think there's other variables as well. The team isn't very good. Uh, he is a foreign born player. English is not his first language. And so th- there are other variables and maybe that is the biggest one. It's like, we just all acknowledge that it's awesome, but you know, I mean, the day after LeBron James wins the championship with the Lakers, pretty much everybody is acknowledging he's awesome and one of the two greatest players ever. And so I, I don't I, I don't think it can be only that because there are other topics uh, that that don't that only have one side to the argument. We still find a way to talk about LeBron after he wins a championship. You know, Kevin Durant has forty whatever points against the Bucks. There was no counter to Kevin Durant was really awesome last night, but we still figured out a way to talk about it. So I get what you're saying. I don't know that I totally disagree, but I just think that's one of the variables among many. So. 
Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. What's up, everyone? It's me, three-time NFL All-Pro Sean Marion, and I have a new sports podcast called the Lights Out Podcast with Sean Marion. This podcast is special to me as I get a chance to talk to some of the best who've ever done it on the field or the track. So whether it's talking to a Super Bowl champion or a NASCAR Cup Series champion, the Lights Out Podcast will bring it to you the only way I know how to. I'm giving you the best insight from the best who's ever done it. Listen to Lights Out with Sean Merriman on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Harold G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life— We've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. 
like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Dan Beyer. He's Aaron Torres with you on this day after Independence Day 2021. Get Aaron on Twitter at Aaron underscore Torres. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Beyer on Fox. Uh, just because Doug isn't here doesn't mean we're not going to hear something interesting from Fox Sports Radio or Fox Sports 1. It's a segment we like to call. And now. <laughs> what does the fuck say? Colin Cowherd on the herd today on Fox Sports Radio and Fox Sports 1. Diving in on the NBA Finals as this was Colin earlier on why Giannis isn't reliable in this series. Just because something is great over an extended period of time doesn't mean it always feels right, works the best, or makes you feel better. And that's the Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis. He has a physical presence. Over the course of an 82-game schedule, Giannis is going to block a lot of shots, get you a lot of easy baskets. But short-term in a series, situationally, Got to be honest, Milwaukee's offense without him for a couple of games against Atlanta was smoother. The ball movement was excellent. This happens all the time. It's not just Giannis. You get to the playoffs and basketball changes. The officials let more go. That's hurt James Harden. And the Bucks have fallen into a trap when basketball becomes situational. Who can hurt their team? Westbrook, Simmons, and Giannis. Can't shoot. No, there's a lot there. And I know that Giannis doesn't have the jump shot as as some others in the NBA. I I, I think that the easy buckets that Milwaukee gets when Giannis is on the floor far outweighs the number of easy buckets that they get when he isn't on the floor. And so I, I refute the the offense flows better. It's a different type of offense. It may be more appealing to the eye and how the, the, the team moves, but when you're talking about getting easy buckets at the hoop, they're, they're much more prevalent in my mind when Giannis is on the floor. My stance on this hasn't changed uh, since we talked about it about an hour and a half ago, is that, yes, I, I do think that at times Giannis has been miscast I do think that he should spend less time on the perimeter or he should have earlier in the playoffs. But since the Milwaukee Bucks committed to keeping him down low, now this was obviously pre-injury, I think he's been a different player, and I think just in general they have been a different team. And so I get what Colin's saying because I don't know that I agree with all of it, but I also think this narrative has skewed too far the other way of that they're this significantly better team without him. Like, I just do not believe that at all. Two things can be true. Um, You know, he might not be the traditional super. Superstar that we've seen, uh, you know, for years and years and years, but that doesn't mean that he doesn't have insane value to the Bucks when he's on the floor. I find it funny because it was a running joke on Twitter that I saw people put up of saying, "When he got hurt, are the Bucks a better team without Giannis Antetokounmpo?" Like that was going to be the that was going to be the the topic on on sports talk radio or sports talk TV. And then the Bucks end up winning the two games without him, and now you're like, okay, well, that validated it. You know, the guy had 47 points in their first game against the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> and, and, you know, so, so to think that Milwaukee is better off without him in this series as opposed to having him is just absurd. At 33 in the, in the other meeting that they had against this team. So say what you want about Giannis and the type of game that he has and it being the playoffs and whatnot, they are not a better team, in my mind, uh, without him in these NBA Finals against Phoenix. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. Is I, you can yeah. be a talented player. You can. But you're, he's just not a superstar in the way we think of superstars, but he still has a ton of value being on the floor. The Bucks are a better team with him. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Byer. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. It's maybe a bit, and maybe I need to to realize it as well with Rafael Nadal because Nadal has tied Roger Federer for the most Grand Slam events. But I say, well, Nadal's won so many 
on the clay courts of Roland Garros in the French Open. So there's no way that he could match Federer. You know, if I'm going to support Giannis, maybe i got to support Rafael Nadal a little bit more when it comes to <laughs> greatest of all time. Like I like I like Rafa and everything, and is, you know, not playing at Wimbledon, but Federer and Djokovic still alive in the bracket. But the point is, is yeah, maybe maybe I got to start to reevaluate it because I think what Giannis does down in the paint is stuff that no other NBA player can do, and we want him to just do other things that other players can do. And I don't know how fair that is. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts carol g juan gabriel christina aguilera what do these three have in common you mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.